There should be an egg. Welcome to the official catch-up live edition number two. Here, uh, live on our YouTube channel, I've got Chris and I've got Moza. Chris, how you doing? Yeah, good. Good, mate. Uh, obviously, we were waiting on Sleeping Beauty there. <laughs> but, sorry, Moza, I had to dub you in there right away. But uh, no, it's good to be back live, obviously. Um, it probably will be every couple of weeks if there's news. Um, really, really enjoyed last time, actually, to be honest. I don't know about you guys. I did. Ah. I was good. And I think people seem to like watching as well. So um, obviously, I've got plenty to talk about today. <laughs> who wouldn't want to watch our lovely faces for an hour? Like, who wouldn't? I mean, why would you not want to watch that? Let's be honest. Where else would you rather be on a Sunday other than your bed? Well, we know that you like your bed, Mossa, but some, <laughs> some of us have been up for about five hours this morning. Day of rest, mate. Day of rest. Day of rest, that's it. Takes that, takes that seriously, these days of rest. Anyway, <laughs> just a quick mention, check out our sponsors, uh, The Soccer Shop Direct. Find them on Twitter, at The Soccer Shop D. Check them out, check our website also, www.thesoccershopdirect.com for all your teamware and football equipment needs. So, plenty to talk about, as always, uh, on the official catch-up. It seems like it's all full of um, news and, shall we say, controversy, perhaps, um, in some quarters. But let's start with the, with the first uh, thing that came out the other day. And uh, the Lowland League, Lowland League looks set to go down the route of uh, points per game, um, where they will nominate Kelty Hearts as the champions uh, to then therefore contest the... Um, the playoff against uh, the Highland League team, uh, if they have a champion, or against the, the, low, the League 2 team, uh, depending on obviously what happens with the, the Highland. But we'll come to you first, Moza. What's your initial thoughts on the on that decision? It's been coming. Like We've discussed this at length, that we, on the assumption of football wasn't they going to come back. And I think, to be honest, when we've discussed it, we've not really expected football to come back at our level, have we? Um, we kind of wrote it off that Kelty would be the team getting put forward. And at the time, what we all said was, regardless of what you think of points per game, they missed out last year as well. It seems fair enough to give them a chance to go up. And the most important thing, the thing that came out of the chats we've all had, the most important thing is to get that playoff happening. Because two years it not happening in a row puts it at risk, in my view. Um, because suddenly League Two teams can turn around and say, well, do we really want to keep it? And let's not go that route. Um, I understand teams are upset about it. One in particular, a couple of other players obviously um, interacted away with us. But it doesn't really matter, in my opinion. Like, I'm talking as a BSC man who our team will drop from second to fourth under points per game. And we still had a run of games that could easily have pushed us right up into the reckoning, if not secured in second spot. So the most important thing league-wise is to get a team into that promotion playoffs, whether they win it or not, for the integrity of the, the system. And it doesn't really matter where, where else you fall in the pyramid, um, in the pyramid, sorry, in the league, be it second, be it 15th, because we're going to start again. Like, it, it has no bearing whether you finish second or fourth or fifth, or you don't get a trophy for second. So I'm, I'm fine with it, as you can probably tell, and as you can probably tell for the the messages I was putting out that it's not ideal. It's not fifty percent of games played, but we're not going to be get to play fifty percent of games, and it's the greater good. Simple as that. Chris, yeah, I think that I think the main issue is obviously uh, the twelve games. A lot of people are obviously going on about the fifty percent thing, but I believe the goalposts have been changed where it yeah. would have been acceptable for Kelty and Brora last season to be nominated again, but I think that's changed and that's basically why we have to now say Kelty have won the league through PPG. And I think that's where people are getting a wee bit confused because is it fair that a team wins a league with 12 games played? I mean, no. not really, but would you rather Kelty didn't get that chance that they were denied last season? I don't think that's fair either. Um, we'll obviously get into it a wee bit more, but you kind of touched on it there with, with the Bonnie Rig Rose players that's I'm not, they're right. They're right. I think the the main difference is they'll they'll miss out on second to uh, yeah. East Colbride on goal difference. I think the difference is like three goals. But my my opinion there would be like, well, how else would you figure it out uh, if if they can't play again? And you know, it has to be there has to be some sort of 
um, sort of how to work out basically, and Ines Kilbride are second, and the the sort of implications is that Bonnie Rigg aren't bothered about the Kelty thing, but they're probably more bothered about East Kilbride pipping them basically, and that's probably maybe to do with the if if there is going to be league reconstruction, then East Kilbride yeah. will get the nod over them, and I think that's where the sort of animosity sort of comes in, and I and I agree with Robbie Horn. I think it's it's not fair, but there's no. I don't think there's any solution other than somehow they play each other, which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, I think the whole thing with Bonnie Rigg, we've obviously had uh, our little says on Bonnie Rigg, and they've not liked what we've said or we've not liked what they've said on a few occasions. But there is no agenda against anyone uh, from us or the league, and I think some of the criticism towards George Fraser was not on. Uh, we put out a wee thing on the catch up Twitter. I think it's a Greek, uh, you know, really unfair on George, um, suggesting that, you know, because he's BSC, he wants Kelty and East Kilbride. I mean, any team would want that. I, I would think Bonnie Rigg would want that to get Kelty and East Kilbride at the league because to me, it's an open league next season if they are they're both gone. Um, but I think I think Bonnie Rigg and people that support Bonnie Rigg and all this sort of stuff, they need to remember George was their biggest supporter of getting them in the league uh, in the league. In the first place, when they had their licensing issues, and and even us as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not criticising uh, Dean Brett or 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 the jo- Johnny Brown or or uh, Robbie Horn. Uh, I think they they have to fight their corner, and I think it's fair their opinions. But I just don't want to. I just don't accept that we have an agenda against them, or the league has an agenda against them, or Fraser, uh, George Fraser has a an agenda against them. Um, it's just nonsense, really, to be honest, in my opinion. I don't know if, if you guys agree, but I, I certainly, yeah. when we've done this whole thing, we've tried, to, we have banner, obviously, I've, I've, we brought up the Bonnie Rig penalty thing, but that's just football, um, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm all right with Bonnie Rig and, and, and them guys. Uh, and I hopefully, I just didn't like the, the George Fraser thing. That kind of annoyed me because he's he's the one guy I would say, and I'm not just saying that because obviously you're with BSE, Moza, and, and I've met George and I've got on one. He's the one guy that's really fighting for us. And I think if there was another solution um, and, we, and we could carry on, um, he would go for that over what we, we have. But we're backed up into a corner now. We're running out of time. We, we've had to we've had to sort of, uh, I guess, declare Kelly as champions for the obvious reason that we don't want to lose that place or that playoff potential playoff into the SPFL. And that's just that's the case in point, really. Let me just yeah. jump in and call out one other wee thing quickly. Um, if George wasn't a man in integrity, he'd be doing everything to keep BSE second, where we sit. <laughs> so, True. in effect, by doing this, he's taking BSE away from the positions that potentially could be league reconstruction promotion positions. Um, his integrity cannot be questioned. He's never done anything that hasn't been for the good of the league. And I challenge anyone to show that he has. So, like, you look at Bonnie Rigg, you look at Boness, he's fought to get these teams into the league. The league get expanded to get Boness in to do the right thing. Um, he's been involved in these discussions to make sure we had a voice at the table for the league reconstruction proposals. Whether they agreed with the Coast teams or not, he's made sure that our voice has been heard. Um, I... I I just think some of the criticism was completely beyond reproachable, to be honest. Like, um, and I've had messages from other people from clubs to that effect as well, just going, "Can he question the guy? Like, stand-up guy, like shown by what he's done before." So simple as that. I think just on the on the Bonnie Rig thing, I think something that we think about a lot from the teams in the in kind of like League Two is that is the whole self-preservation and um, kind of make sure look after themselves rather than the, the kind of the greater good. I think there's a bit of that coming from Bonnie, like I would feel like they're obviously looking to protect their house and try and maybe get that uh, position in the in the in the, the reconstructions if it takes place. Do we think the league reconstruction is going to happen? Probably not. Let's be honest. I think mm-hmm. the 16 it looks unlikely. Um, if we're lucky, we might get a 14, and then it's one one team up from the Highland, one team up from the Lowland. So. Um, Bonnie Rig wouldn't even be in the, in the question for that anyway. So um, they seem to have this this concern that we're all everyone's against them. I don't know why, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why they think think like that. But it certainly seems 
seems strange a lot of the time that they always kind of quick to jump in and and kind of take shots at people for for the wrong reasons. I always feel. I don't. I don't have any issues with them uh, defending their position. I mean, every club would do the same. I'd expect it of every manager, player. But I think that their the anger is sort of put towards the wrong. Like I can't remember what the words. Proje- they're projecting their anger to the wrong people. I think it shouldn't be yeah. uh, the lone league that they're projecting their anger. We're our our hand or the lone league's hand is forced into basically declaring Kelly's league league champions or whatever. And George can only do so much. He can't. He can't suddenly change it. Oh well, Bonnie Rig were hard done by last season. Let's make them second over East Kilbride. I mean, then how? Then East Kilbride would be the, you know, have the same sort of scenario where they they'd be a wee bit aggrieved. But I think they're aggrieved anyway, to be honest, by the by some of the press. But um, yeah, it's a difficult one. It really is. I think it's been said about a million times over these situations. You're never ever going to make everyone happy about about not finishing a season and uh, and all that sort of stuff. What we should probably do is clarify for people the reason why we're saying goalposts have been changed. Um, so up until last week, the understanding was, as Chris said, uh, that you can null and void and nominate a champion um, mm-hmm. for playoffs. Tuesday last week, it was clarified by, I say clarified, uh, by the SFA that that couldn't happen, that you had to have a set finish, i.e. points per game, or complete a season. Um, so that's when everything changed. And Robbie actually alluded to it in one of his tweets. Yep. I think he said, he said it pretty explicitly, so I feel comfortable saying that now. Um, can I get into trouble? <laughs> um, so that's when things changed, and that's why this has happened, um, for anyone that's wondering. But again, we're kind of turning inwards in ourselves in terms of a league where... The issues came for the SFA clarifying something at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not a common sense thing again. That surely the common sense thing to do here is say, I okay, from last season you can put Kelty forward again. You don't need to declare the league over with points per game. You can null and void it if you want. But we'll we'll still have the playoff for the good of the, the system. Apparently not. Well, I think no. that's I think that's the thing as well about the the last what two years. Let's be honest, it's been a bit of a shit show um, to try to get season played and seasons finished. So, so Kelly by rights have been the best team over the last basically what one and a half seasons anyway. So, yeah, they, they absolutely deserve their shot. We we don't doubt that at all. And and I think for Bonnie, I think they should be looking at it and trying to maybe take the positives out of it. If, if for example you see Kelly and East Kilbride go up because of a um, a reconstruction. Bonnie Rigg are going to be in a very, very good position to be the league champions that yeah. following season. You'll get your fans back in, you'll be able to have a, a good run at the league and potentially cups and, and be able to properly enjoy potentially winning the loan rather than kind of getting nominated promotion for um in the league two because of a of a reconstruction and, and you think to yourself, well will they benefit that much from being in the league two? By by going by going up by a reconstruction rather than having a season where they actually potentially could see win a trophy. The big benefit is you don't need to go through that to playoff system, um, which is just a hassle to try and get up. I mean, I get like to play devil's advocate. They finished second last year and they felt that they had a real good chance to beat Kelty to the league last year. So mm-hmm. I get where they're coming from. That suddenly they're going to go for that position to missing out in East Kilbride pipping them one goal difference it's rubbish right but I, I, it's easy for me to see as a a guy whose team's not going to be involved in this scenario because we've came just outside these places in both scenarios but i just feel that this is the way we need to go because we're not playing games anytime soon so like unless we have some kind of convoluted agreement that's not coming for the government that we can play the rest of the games up to halfway to get to 50% it's just not happening um, so it, it is what it is simple as that either we get the promotion playoff or we get nothing at all yeah that's the way I see it you've got to protect that protect that promotion relegation that we've always talked about last year they got away with league, in League 2 and got to stay up by, by us not nominating, nominating a champion this year that's going to be the same scenario and no one wins so someone's got to, to benefit and unfortunately this time 
Fortunately for Celtic, it's them. Unfortunately for Bonnie, like it's the lows now, but see, come back next year and come back stronger and, and get up that way. I mean, looking the bright side, if it's breaking it go down, there'll be league reconstruction to save them. So, well, exactly. So, <laughs> that's a First, joke, by the way. <laughs> yeah, banter. That's banter, guys. We've got a comment here from Kirky Oz saying, should the league start next year without fans if they are still not getting in? Mm, yes. I'll, I'll start with that, absolutely. I think I agree with Mazza there. Um, we've got to start, we've got to play. I think looking at the way the world is going, we should be okay to start football in some description. Whether or not we get fans back in, again, I'm not sure at the moment. You'd like to think so. I mean, people are talking about putting on events indoors for 50 people in May, for example, so uh, there's no reason why football can't have 100, 200 outside um, in July, for example. I think most football's probably going to start in July to give us that chance of uh, of basically getting getting this season completed in case we run into any problems with, yeah. with, with third waves and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, absolutely, got to have, got to have a, a start, but I'm hopeful we get fans in, what do you think? It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because obviously that was a lot of grievance with uh, some of the West of Scotland teams of why they didn't start the season. But I don't think they'll go down that line again saying, oh, well, we're not playing because we're not getting fans in. Or certainly I hope that wouldn't be the case because I think everyone's hoping because of the vaccines uh, dropping numbers and that at the moment that we are going to be in a better position come July, August time. So it, it will be difficult, but I do actually... I think we discussed this uh, the last time we were on, actually, but I think it probably is more realistic that we'll have some fans in in some capacity. I don't know if it's going to be like, you know, 300, 400, but I, th- I think there will be some sort of fans in the grounds, if you will. Yeah, um, I don't see any reason why there won't be fans, um, given that we're meant to have the vast majority of people, adults, vaccinated by the end of July. Um, assuming that holds true um, and there's no reason to doubt it just now, then why 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 couldn't we have at least a hundred fans in? Um, but even then, like it's a matter of time before we get them back, unless something mental happens. Let's not even think about it. So we need to start the season regardless. Um, I think Ben's bang on, and the sooner we can get people through the gates, the better. Simple as that. Yeah, I think we all we all we all want fans back, and that's all. All clubs are in the same boat in that. Uh, in that regard, we're, we're expecting to get fans in. Obviously, it's important for teams to make to make money to, to bring the fans in. It's so so important to the whole kind of structure of most clubs is to have have gates and hospitality and uh, social clubs open and things like that. So, absolutely, I think we we need that. Uh, however, if we do start without fans, I don't think it will be forever. Like it was this or this season or the season past, I guess. I think we all started. Um, the season, but in kind of October time, September time, with the basis of we we don't expect. Um, I'm not expecting to get fans back necessarily. We hope we'll get fans back, but we never expected it. And, and most teams planned um, with our players and, and things like that to make sure that they could they can make that happen if it if it did get to a point where they were making enough money. So I think um, I think we 100 percent expect it um, to get back at some point, whether that's in July at the start of the season. Um, but definitely we hope to, to do that um, at some point. There seems to be a, a couple of comments here regarding me and Mozart being twins. <laughs> um, well, Ben's we just a hairier one, that's what I was. I, said, I don't um, know. <laughs> I was saying to Chris before, I, um, before we came on, I'm, my hair's looking great, I must admit. <laughs> it's, just, it's like a model here, isn't it? It's like he's gone through you and McGregor for Star Wars at the minute. It's true, man. It's true. It's true. Um, I've got my haircut booked for um, the fifth of April. Sure, see fans barbers, great barbers up in Glasgow. Um, sort me out, but yeah, I mean, fair play. Was if people think. Do you have the Do you have the high ground, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> the moral high ground. The moral high ground. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's it. I don't sleep in as much as Mozart, that's for sure. So I'm probably not quite twins because my, my sleep in patterns not the same. Aye, we'll give you that. <laughs> Never forget, Mozart likes to lie. Right, I'm going to lie on a Sunday. 
No, it's absolutely, absolutely not. I wish I could do it myself, Chris. I'm just jealous. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> you know, got a comment there from. I know who this is. Um, Something <laughs> I'm not confirmed, but looking around, then that's um, it's my chairman who's in watching. Um, I think, um, as I say, we're, it's not been finalised with the, the West. We'll come on to the West point in more detail just shortly. But one of the things that uh, we noticed in the last few days that seemed to rile a few people was um, the, the official catch-up essentially breaking the news of um, what was going to happen with the, the league. So, Chris, we'll come to you to give us a bit of a, an insight to what, what all happened um, last week. To be fair, right? We, I, I said, I said that I don't know why it was Berwick, but it seems to be like the the Berwick directors that had, uh, well, and a troll one, Pi and Bovril, uh, that had an issue with this. But uh, we never broke any news, really. I mean, half the time we we don't know what the clubs don't already know. Uh, the way I see it is, we're just confirm confirming what people already know or suspect. Uh, I don't, I don't particularly see any issues uh, within that. Uh, I don't. I don't want to sound like a Scientologist, but to me, that's fair game. Uh, if people are already aware, I mean, what was it? Half an hour after we posted it, the press got hold of it. So, I mean, our Brof had mentioned it, and they're signing a Nicky Low. It was on Pie and Bovril uh, the previous night. So I don't. I don't see why people have an issue with why we why we posted it. I mean, it's not even a vote. Uh, there's, there's some kind of. I don't know if people consider it like the the league's actually voting on it. I don't think that's the case. I might be wrong about that, but I, I believe the the clubs are just getting you know they're just getting basically providing feedback. I don't think it's an actual vote, yeah. so it doesn't actually affect anything vote wise because of people's uh, I guess bemo- uh, bemoanments or arguments or criticisms or whatever. So to me, yeah, I, I just see it as fair game. Uh, we're confirming what people already know. Uh, and a lot of the time, and, and this is 100% true, we have uh, coaches and managers or players asking us questions. And if if I've got an answer for them that's not breaking any trust or privacy or anything like that, I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'll tell them straight, you know what I mean? Um, but I think we've built, a, you know, over the last sort of two years, I feel like we've built a trust with the clubs and the managers, the players, um, and I don't think we've, we've broken any secret or... I don't think it's been an exclusive uh, or a leak, um, to be honest, because it was it was already known about. So I, I don't personally have any issues with the with posting it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, to kind of clarify things, the only time we've ever had exclusives or so such like leaks, if you want to call them that, has been mm-hmm. to do with the SFA. Um, we have never ever leaked out anything to do with the Lowland League at any Lowland club before it's been known, um, and that's deliberate. And that actually goes for West of Scotland and East of Scotland clubs as well, because go, even going way back to when clubs were applying to the West of Scotland League, we never gave up their names um, to respect the process and respect the clubs that had applied, even though one club in particular we knew was getting rejected. It just wasn't the right thing to name them. Yeah, um, That still stands, because as a podcast, we support non-league. That's our aim, that's our goal. Um, and while we will call out things that are wrong, we'll support things that are right, we're not going into sabotage anything. So I like I've been aware of this for a while. Um and I hate to break this kind of this mirage of oh Moza leaks everything. <laughs> I'm afraid that's not the case. Like um I've I'm more often than not wait till it's out in the public eye somewhere before I'll say something. And that's the right thing to do because when you're entrusted with that information, you can't just be spreading it everywhere. Simple as exactly. that. Otherwise, you're not going to exactly. get information. And we're still getting it. So that tells you we've got a degree of trust in the the kind of the sector we're in. So long may it stay that way. However, I will continue to leak the SFA stuff when it's absolute nonsense. I think that sorry, mate. I think that's 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 another thing, Moza. We have built up that trust that as you've mentioned and as I've mentioned, and like we're not here to cause division between clubs. We've said it earlier. I don't personally believe that like people like George Fraser or or anyone has an agenda against for or against any clubs. So it's, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, I just saw uh, that. Shove, love it. <laughs> uh, I think. Yeah, yeah but I think sorry. on that point, Chris. I think I think Moza mentioned about the respect thing. I think we all we all know plenty of people in the in the different leagues um, across the, the low and east and, and west that 
that we have absolute respect for the people that give us any information and I mean let's be honest if people see our group chats and then be proper proper leaking information you could potentially have yeah. we have that respect for people um and we're not we're not some mad media outfit that are, are out to, to spoil the party all the time well that's not that's not us we're as, as you said we're here to support non-league football and this idea that that we have have an, an agenda to to get exclusives or leak information is mad we've seen it in the it was in the press like half an hour later yeah um but spoiler alert they had that before, yeah, exactly. before like they had that before we tweeted it it just so happened that it came out as soon as we tweeted it simple yeah or or the fact that we tweeted it meant they probably had to maybe post their, their information because they didn't want that that story to get lost so that's cool we're we're, we're okay with that if that's what they want to do but we're not we're not in the, the position of, of trying to spoil any parties i think on the i think there was a comment about the 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 points per game um like the league standards you like about whether or not we we kind of leak that detail. Let's be honest; it didn't take a mathematician to work out what the points per game was going to be. Uh, calculator, you can do. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> this idea that we've seen, we, I think somebody mentioned seeing seen documents or something like that, and I was like, yeah. that's not that's not the case. You can just sit and work out the points, who's played for how many games, and, and get to the number that that work that works out. So this this mad idea that they have, and I don't know why people think like that, but uh, we certainly had a we took a few shots from people. The last think, few days, but I think we I think we have to say that as well though, Ben. Like rarely do we see emails sent to clubs or anything yeah. like that. I mean, we, we have we in the past, yeah, we have on a few occasions, but do we actually know what's been said to clubs a hundred percent of the time? No, not at all. So if there's a privacy thing or, or clubs you can't say anything, blah blah blah. At the end of the day, we are you know, we have been associated with the Lone League in the past, but we're we're kind of more independent now um so i would say i don't think we're breaking anyone's trust by by posting these sort of posting these things and i, I said that in the tweet to uh and i reply basically but i could care less about the exclusive and all this sort of stuff but when you've got guys from all the different leagues and uh, asking me questions or, or posting or dms or whatever like oh well what's happening and if I know, then I'm going to say to them, unless, and as I said previously, unless it breaks, you know what what we built up in terms of trust and and stuff like that. Yeah, someone so if someone tells us something, they'll probably tell us, oh, you can't say this like publicly. But yeah, if someone someone tells us information that 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 doesn't seem like it's going to be um, disruptive or um, upset anyone, then then I guess it's fair game. But we, as I say, it's always back to that level of trust that we have with it. With people that we know, we're not going to do that. It's just that's just normal ethics in it. In life, you when someone tells yeah. you a secret, you don't start posting it on Facebook and Twitter and saying he says he said whatever. It's not it's not the way to do things. Leave that to the big media boys if they want to do that kind of stuff and, and grab headlines and, and and do that. That's not what we're about. Ultimately, uh, we want to get on the game, make make the lone league, the West Scotland, East Scotland, the South, all all a better place for for all the clubs um, and, and promote that the best way we can. So. Yeah, this idea. I just it rhymes me a wee bit. I'm not gonna lie. And half the time, and half the time, we take the heat for uh, gauging reactions. So we're actually probably taking pressure away from the the clubs and the the players or whoever else in the league. So yeah, uh, yeah, the abuse that I've, I've seen over the last few days and a different opinion. So um, uh, it's 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 not on. Like everyone's gonna have an opinion. Everyone's opinion is gonna be different. But but we mentioned it earlier. Obviously, don't. I'm I'm not a fan of getting personal, and I think uh, when when obviously people were at George Fraser, I thought that was uh, a wee bit unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just say, just to close around this side of things off, it still amuses me no end when somebody quotes me in Pine Bovro as if I'm like <laughs> some kind of football journalist when I'm a gadget likes football it's on a <laughs> podcast. So keep doing it because it's hilarious to me. I love it. <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a great point to. End that little comment on there for <laughs> Mr. Boyd himself. I think I agree with you. <laughs> that's it. I think I think if you if you look at some of the stuff that's been coming out in the last few weeks from certain corners in terms of interviews and such like, um, we don't post fantasy, we don't post pie in the sky ideas, we just talk what's happening in the game, and that's all it's all about. 
I'm not going to get back into my League 3 run. I'm going to move on. Have we, uh, I'm still, don't for, get it. Me wrong. I'm still for it. I'm still for it. <laughs> don't get me wrong. We've, we've previously been wrong about stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. hope no one sees us as a, as a gossip column or anything like that because we are pretty, I think, reliable in terms of what, what we say and, and stuff like that. So, But again, it's because we have, I guess... <laughs> Wary, wary of some stuff and wary of others, but yeah, we don't we don't see everything. Uh, club emails and all this sort of stuff that that people uh, seem to think we do. It's certainly there's no um, there's no mad Malcolm Tucker spin doctor shit going on <laughs> in the league where people are are giving us information because they want to leak it either. So you should say this when we're no live, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean there's no mad there's no mad like deliberate attempt to try. Manipulators to to, to leak information. We're all we're all in here for the good of the game. So let's let's close that topic and move on to another one that's been um, that we want to discuss. It the fact that there's a few obviously the east of Scotland and the west and the south have um, looked at the kind of null and void. We'll start with the east of Scotland. They're going to head down the potential null and void, but but could they perhaps for, uh, put forward a champion for the, the league two uh, the lone league playoff? They could. I mean, arguably, it would be a sensible thing to do at this point to try and get their champions promoted, given that yep. the other two leagues are null and voided. But these don't really work that way. Um, generally, like from our experience, the East of Scotland, I think most people will agree with this as well. They kind of they're very independent in mind, and they tend to do what they think is the right thing over what's kind of perceived to be the most effective thing. Like, so they don't try to take the mic. They don't try to take advantage of situations. I think they'll still null and void it, personally. Um, because that's the angle they've been looking at before it became apparent, oh, maybe if we points per game out, our champion could get promoted. Um, but if any league's got integrity, these are Scotland's got yeah. a bucket load. So um, I suspect they'll probably still go null and void, despite the fact they could points per game if they really want to. I don't. I don't personally like this accusation that like, oh well, it's the Lowland have any say in what East of Scotland does. Like, oh well, no, you don't want to. You don't want Vale leaving relegated, so your East of Scotland won't promote a champion club or whatever. It's like well, it's their decision to do that. It's nothing to do with the yeah. Lowland League. But I sometimes get the feeling like there's a undercurrent of like somehow the Lowland League dictates to the East of Scotland, and I, I honestly don't think that's the case. Um, is it any different to? Sort of putting forward Kelly Hearts if they put someone like Genefield in Trinet. Well, Genefield have only played nine games, and I believe mm-hmm. someone made the argument that Trinet had only played, you know, a few, you know, our games against the sort of bottom, so bottom sides. That's an argument for Kelly. Apparently, they've had the easiest run as well, so <laughs> it, it's difficult. But if I was east of Scotland, um, I'd probably want to follow Lone League suit and and put a champion club forward. Because I think as much as we want to keep the integrity of the Lone League into the SPFL and the pyramid and stuff like that, I think it has to be the same below. So I would have no issues if the East of Scotland uh, wanted to to put either Genefield or, or Trinent forward. Um, I know it's an issue for you know the Trinent in particular. I think they've got a, a decent backing. Obviously, Callum Elliott's done a brilliant job there. Yep. Uh, the team are actually probably good enough for the Lone League. Um, and similar to Genefield, they've, you know, mainly local lads of Perth, they've done brilliant. Uh, they could potentially, had football continued, pick Genefield and, and go further ahead with three games in hand. So it's difficult. I think it's always going to be difficult. But the way it's looking for East of Scotland, I think you're right, Moz. I think they're probably looking more at null and void, similar to West of Scotland and I'm assuming South of Scotland as well. Yeah, I think I think you're right about the integrity thing. I think the Lone League are, are shouting to get someone put up to the, the, the put up for the playoff, and um, there's no way that the Lone League are going to turn and say no. Um, we can't have someone coming up if, if they do. So it's entirely on the East of Scotland to decide. And, and I think, yeah. um, as you said, if they've got integrity themselves, they probably will go down the non void route. But if they did decide to put a champion up, no one would be disappointed. No one would be particularly. I think either. I think that's the other thing. I think it'd be good for the, league, the leagues to have a new team coming up as well. So uh, the East have got, obviously got a lot of teams licensed anyway. So they absolutely got that bottleneck of of teams that are wanting to get up. So why not take the opportunity and potentially put a team up? Um, that would make a, a lot of sense to me. You couldn't blame them if they did it. It's 
common sense that if you want to get a team promoted, why wouldn't you? Um, and the flip side of that is obviously Vela Lethen might feel a bit aggrieved if they get relegated in these circumstances, but they haven't won a game this season, they've struggled last season. Um, the argument could be made that it might not be kind of that unfair if they get relegated, I guess, despite the circumstances. So it it's a tough one. There's no easy decision in a situation like we're in, is there? Um, so much easier when you complete a campaign or at least 50% of games like the intention was. So, ugh, It's one of these that there's no really a right way and a wrong way. Yeah, I think I think you have to look at like Breakin probably were saved last season. Um, they, potentially, people could probably view it. I mean, I, I don't really view it that way, but people could view it. Well, Vela Levin were also saved last season, so now it's like, did we save them again or did they get relegated? It's a it's a tough choice, especially with the amount of games played in the lone league. But I think we have to be fair to East of Scotland if they if they do choose to to pick a team to be a champion we have to we have to keep that that going uh, and we can't keep you know 18 19 20 team guys in the lone league it's just it's not going to work uh, yeah. so we have to we have to we have to i think we've said it before but um we have to get back down to 16 in the lone league that's it moving on then to the the whole keeping on keeping on the topic of null and void uh, the west of scotland league have decided to to null void their season uh, already, I think the, the kind of communication came out that the if we didn't know anything by the third of April, then the, the league would be null and void. The Scottish government guidance came out basically saying that you can't play football without testing. Testing is not an option for the West of Scotland. So the West of Scotland did the right thing, and I think for me, and, yeah. and decided that 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 should be um, that should be null and void now, and and kind of look ahead to next season and and kind of start the the, the West of Scotland league. Um, get a full season. Let's get a few more teams licensed and things like that, and get and then get involved in that, that kind of promotion, um, relegation playoff um, into the the lower league, and make sure that we can um, have a, a full season and, and get back to playing. I think we've got a couple of comments in the in the chat about the the date we mentioned it briefly earlier on. There was a talk of the seventeenth of July, the start date for for the West, but it's not been confirmed as yet. But certainly, uh, it looks like. Um, looking around about that time so hopefully we'll get we'll get football back not too long then I guess in that, in that regard Fingers crossed I'm, I'm all up for a slightly easier start to next season given we've not played football and God knows how long now as well so um, bring it on ASAP the west, of, the west of Scotland I think it was an easier decision because the yeah. uh, I don't think much was changed was going to change in terms of movement obviously you'll get the likes of Pollock and and Talbot back in next season. So I'm looking forward to hopefully a full season uh, west of Scotland next season. I think it's going to be a an exciting league. I think it's a wee bit of a shame that uh, the inaugural season was has ended like this. But uh, no, west, west of Scotland's going to be brilliant. They've obviously got a new board uh, put together. Their social media has been, I think, a, a, a wee, well, yeah. <laughs> it's been better uh, in some instances, obviously, yeah. We'll ignore that one day. We'll ignore that that one day, yeah. Uh, Yellow card. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the rest of Scotland. Hopefully, uh, depending on the situation, hopefully I'll get get through West and hopefully um, maybe meet up with you, Ben, and we'll have a day out one day, I think. The other thing is there's loads of West teams that are now getting licensed or right about to get licensed. You've got Irvin Meda just got sorted, Cumnock, Kilwinnan, Talbot, there's potentially going to be a Darvel, few Darvel as well. There's going to be a f- Clyde Bank, I should have said as well. Clyde Bank, um, probably, yeah. Like, there's a few teams there that are basically ready to get promoted now. So it's just getting more and more interesting. And I think the time is fast approaching, especially the Lowlands needing to get down to 16, where a couple of teams are going to have to get relegated every year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something that was dropped in the comments there, I noticed I'm going to bring this up just now, just while we were, um, were talking. It was from Mr Boyd himself, who was saying, what do we think of the East and West Joint Premier League or Lowland League 2? Now, if if that's, if Mr Boyd is posting that comment, is, is there something more to that then, perhaps, lads, that we, we've not heard about? Is there potentially a Lowland League 2 in the pipeline? There's not, I can tell you. Um, yeah. Did I? 
Not right now. However, I think I'm just going to speak personal opinion here. This is nothing that I know or whispers that I've heard or anything like that. It's not a leak. It is not a leak. I personally think long term we need to have a Lowland West and a Lowland East. Yeah, I think that's the most common sense way to do it because there's far more there's far more teams in the Lowland system than there's Ireland. Um, and playoff wise, I think it would make more sense long term to have a four way playoff for the champs. And not not necessarily champs because we obviously want automatic uh, relegation in- included as well. But reps for each of the Highland, Lowland West, Lowland East, and League Two, and some kind of playoff as well as potentially like some kind of automatic promotion in there. Um, but I just think it makes sense long term for the system to split the Lowland West and East. It could still be under one banner as such as the Lowland Leagues, but um, it would also give a lot more movement. Um, through the pyramid as well. Yeah, I think uh, the Lowland League 2 is not, not like a new idea, I'm sure. I don't want to throw them under the bus if I'm wrong, but I think it was Civil Service Strollers uh, yeah. a few years ago. This was before the West of Scotland even was a was a league. Uh, they were mentioning, obviously, maybe making a Lowland League 2 for you know the, the better East of Scotland teams, if you will, uh, for lack of a better word. But I think you're right. I think when we start seeing the likes of uh, Clyde Bank or Kilwinnan and all them becoming into the Lone League, I think that's when we'll we'll then get a split uh, region, a region split west east. But I think I think that's coming because there's too many good teams. Uh, we're talking about west of Scotland, but also in the east of Scotland, there's there's teams yeah. obviously that could do a job in the Lone League. So I think we are looking at a regional split. Um, basically, what you said, uh, Moza, in the future, where I think that would be exciting as well. Um, I hope. One thing uh, we've probably not mentioned too much, but obviously uh, the cup as well, the the South Region Challenge Cup, all the teams, the East to the West, uh, the South, Lowland. I, I, I hope that gets going as well next season because um, mm. I, I do want to see these sort of. I know you often fancied uh, Kelty versus Kilwinnan, Ben. That would be a it would be a, a some tie. Obviously, having having had previous with Kelty before, so we we need to draw them in the the first or second round because we've got a bit say, of yeah. <laughs> Can I get past okay this year? So we got we got have a dip and out got um, kind of cup competitions the last couple of years very early, shall we say? And um, mm. but yeah, I'm a, I, I love the idea of the cup. Um, certainly, um, getting the chance to play these teams and potentially low and league teams and, and just make a day out of it. I think that'll be a thing for fans yeah. as well. But, Getting these kind of matches where you can go away and we day trip out to um, on the bus, get, get to a social club, a few beers, have the match, and back home and things like that. It'll be, it'll be really great fun for everyone. The only other thing with the Lowland League 2 idea I should throw out is I don't like the idea of putting another tier in yep. to the system because there you're saying to all these West of Scotland teams who have came in, they've done the hard work, they might not have their licence yet, or oh, we're going to put another tier above you to make it harder for you to go all the way up to the SPFL. Um, despite the fact you've came in and put all that work in, just because you're no licensed yet. So I, I don't, I'm not in favour of making it harder for teams that have came in to go up. Whereas if you split the lowland, west and east, all you're doing is bringing more teams up into a higher tier. And I feel like that's a more sensible way of doing things. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the comments there from Shove is asking about the potential new clubs that apply to the east and west and a potential for a Midland League. Which um, could be quite interesting. I, I noticed in the comments there uh, from Collins in the Pyramid Working Group that's going to meet on Monday to discuss yeah. the proposed uh, Midland League. So uh, that could be an interesting setup. Uh, in terms of teams who have applied for the East of Scotland and West of Scotland, I think the teams that kind of, um, uh, quite a few of these teams certainly have put out kind of statements saying that they're, they're planning on applying. So um, in terms of the West, I haven't seen too much personally. Um, at the moment, I think there's a bit of a debate. Is it round about? Is it Hart Hill? Is it? I think they're one of the teams that kind of they're in, yeah. in the kind of like on the dividing line, if you like. So um, I think there was talk of like, for example, Cobride Thistle, the team that mm. down in um, yeah, Dross and Salkos way closer to, towards me, and uh, they're looking to, to join as well. So it's certainly there's certainly most of I think probably four or five teams potentially um, have applied. So. It'll be interesting to see what who does get in and, and what that'll look like in the uh, for next season. Um, I really want to say one of the teams because I'm really looking forward to them if they do get in back, Annie. Um, there's a few really interesting ones applied for the West that have really caught my eye that I'd be desperate to go in a way day to. Um, but 
it's it's basically looking like these juniors is essentially going to cease at this point, isn't it? The same way the yeah. West did. Um, I think it's ju- it's about time the pyramid working group got back and sorted out Tayside because that's that's the one remaining issue we've got with the pyramid. And funnily enough, we had a chat almost a year and a half ago now when we were first talking about the West of Scotland and the West Juniors coming over. And we laid out a scenario where we had the Lowland as it is right now, with a West, an East and a South, and the Highland with the North Juniors, the North Cali League and a Tayside League. And that's almost where we are now. Yeah. Albeit called a Midland League, just to make it a bit more inclusive, I guess. But if that happens, and if we can get a Midland League tied into the Highland League, we have a functioning pyramid in on league, finally. And any other changes when we've got that in place will be so much easier. So I'm really hoping it happens because it'd be a massive step forward for us. Especially in the East. Sorry, sorry, Ben. Especially in the the East, uh, the Tayside, I mean, there's a lot of big, big teams in there like uh, Lockheed, uh, Tayport. I've actually been to both of them actually a few years ago mm-hmm. now, but the massive names in the East uh, in terms of sort of sort of Tayside, if you will, that would be massive if even if they created their own league or they went into the East of Scotland. I know uh, was it four for West End applied for East of Scotland, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and we have to sort of wait and see with that if they're going to be East of Scotland or they're going to have a basically a Tayside or mid or Central Belt League or whatever it's going to be. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. It's good to have them. Uh, in the pyramid, and I think was it BSC that played Lockie in the Scottish Cup last season? They very nearly beat us, um, and yep. that with that, that was a run that we played Hibs eventually. So tells you everything you need to know. I was at that game with Ginge actually, um, and it was a great game. Lockie's a cracking wee club. Like yep. they, um, they could go into the SPFL easy if they get the right squad together, the right run of form, so on. But we can't have a pyramid and pretend it's full when we've got clubs like that looking in on the outside. We need to get your lockies, your tayports, these clubs involved as well. Um, and that that's the one remaining issue, as you say, Chris. As soon as that's resolved with like, the East of Scotland and the Highland area, Midland League resolves that. And Wait, who, was the, who was the centre-back who used to play for Dundee United? That was uh, he was. I remember... <laughs> Seen that match and he was, oh god, he was an absolute beast, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, the Stormer, the first game he struggled the replay. Um, in fairness to him, um, I think I might have said something slightly cruel on the live stream about KFC in the outside of the stadium. About <laughs> that I didn't mean. So apologies, Gary, if you're listening. But uh, he, he had a Stormer that first game. Like uh, he's some boy, like <laughs> oh, he's an absolute tank. Actually, I was very surprised when. Uh... Actually, I was surprised that he was still playing when I watched that game, but surprised just he's, he's massive, isn't he? Just I think he's knees so... held together by sticky tape at this point. He's still going for it. <laughs> Fair play to him. Just a comment there. It seems like there's 11 teams have applied for the West of Scotland um, as it stands. And just to follow up on that, one apparently very interesting team. Um, I think I that's think so. probably the one that Moz is referring yeah. to alluding to there, uh, because it requires a mega bus journey, um, so, or perhaps a plane. Who knows? Or a boat? I mean, that's <laughs> where, could be could be one of those. I'll say no more. <laughs> believe you. I think if you actually talk, I know we don't like to promote pie and bubble too much, but I think it's been discussed in pie and bubble already. I'll be honest. So uh, do your homework. You can maybe find out yourself, or but we'll not be the team to the people to. To, to, to leak information. Um, <laughs> Head over to P&B Leaks. So P&B Leaks will, will sort you out if you want to find out what the, the discussion topics. Um, there's a comment there from, I think it was Reedy around about uh, Darvo. I'm just trying to find it. Where did it go? There was one, I think, Darvo squad is basically what's still in Albion now, looks like. Yeah, that's uh, true. They've got another one today, haven't they? Yeah, Yeah. so Cameron Reedy has um, signed on loan from, from Darvo to 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 Sterling Albion, so a good player, I must admit, from seeing uh, him play last season, the ones he looked like a good player. I mean, the Buffs still won that day, but he, he was a good good player, and I think he'll do well at that at that level. Um, certainly, it's probably one of these. I think someone referred to on like online the other day. I say, what was it? One of these blue chip ringers. Um, <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> and, uh, these guys that are playing, uh, um, uh, do. Doing the 
um, are playing at a kind of lower level for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Money, probably, but uh, who knows? But um, I, a blue chip ringer was the phrase. Used. I thought that that's perfect. <laughs> that perfectly describes some of these guys that are um, are playing around the the west and east of Scotland who could definitely do jobs further up the uh, up the pyramid. Well, Camelin just sent a boy to Steny as well, didn't they? Right, yeah. I know he's a previous Steny player, but I think that's really interesting. It's not just Lowland and Ireland players that are going on loan, it's tier six as well. Um, shows you there's plenty of talent in that pyramid that still hasn't been opened up to the SPFL yet. I think when we looked at the Darvish squad at the beginning of the season, you'd have looked at them and said, a lot of those guys are still functioning right. players at, at, at League One, League Two. Maybe even championship level, a couple of them, to be honest. So um, it's no, no shock that these guys are kind of want to get back playing and um, you obviously can do a job at, at that level and, and make sure that they they uh, can help out a team in the, in the league too. Certainly uh, makes a lot of sense. The players themselves keep they get to keep playing and enjoying their football and when the leagues are obviously done. But uh, There you go. Alan Docker, his name is Cam's just dropped it in the chat for us. Free, was ad, that, free, uh, free was advertising that, for Moza. <laughs> was that uh, the Cayman, yeah? Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye I've got, got the I need to keep it in my head for the transfers to the SPFL. <laughs> there you go. Football manager, eh? So. Wikipedia will be up to date later on. Thanks to Chris, of course. Um, uh, anyone get any more questions for the guys? Uh, we can we can have a chat about anything, really, uh, in terms of football. One topic we probably want to come on to is the, the big result of the week. Um, Brora Rangers 2. I'm in Lothian at a one. Um, incredible result for Bro. Fair play. Oh, definitely. The fact they hadn't played since December as well. They've had about five <laughs> training sessions. It's just, it, I, I'm going to argue that it's the biggest club shock ever. Um, just Could purely because be. of circumstances. Like, they, they just shouldn't have won it. Simple as that. But funnily enough, I saw a few Hearts boys in the kind of build-up going, we're definitely losing this. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, such a Hearts thing. Like, and then they went and lost it. their game yesterday with a beauty of an own goal as well. So oh, that was a top one. It's almost like the players are wanting to gaff at it. I'm just, just saying. I don't, uh, I, I've said to you guys previously, but I don't like sort of discussing Hearts because I hear it from my stepdad every week about how <laughs> bad they are and all this sort of stuff because he's, he's obviously a jambo, eh? But, Oh God, I hearts. Uh, that was a shock. That was a shock. Uh, I think the Highland League. To be fair, that the clubs, despite not playing too many games, have done really well this season in the Scottish mm-hmm. Cup. I think it is weird. I think you know, Lowland League last season, then Highland League. It sort of sort of goes from year to year between us, or how how uh, well clubs do. Like obviously, BSC were the sort of big story last season. I think it could be yeah. potentially Brora Brora this season. I mean. I wonder if the fact that we were playing quite a condensed league schedule maybe affected us in the cup. Like a lot mm-hmm. of teams kind of put a wee bit more focus in the league this year just because it was so uh, condensed with games and so on. And the Highland obviously hadn't started at that point. The the league side they only ended up playing a couple of games. So, um, but you've got to you've got to just give all the credit in the world to Brora, don't you? And yep. it's yet another sign. I've seen a lot of people putting the argument out. Um, Davy Seavers obviously being the main man because he's always <laughs> fighting for the, the non leagues, but it's another sign that there's plenty of talent here and we need to open up the bottom of the league too. Simple, absolutely. I think we that's something we all agree with. Um, in terms of the pro result, absolutely brilliant. It's great to see Hearts make an absolute pig's either, but I mean, I'll, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all for the, the Hearts thing. I just can't get away with the level of self entitlement of Hearts fans have because they're what they got relegated. We can maybe argue the fact that they got relegated unfairly. Well, it's not going to that. They're in the championship this season. They're about 15 points clear yeah. at the top of the championship. And they're talking about Nielsen out because, like, a couple of bad results are just like. Hiya, Cameron. Hiya, Paul. Scotland's third biggest team, according to him, the other day. To be fair, I think we've had this discussion. I mean, I watched uh, Inverness Galley versus Arbroath. Um, yesterday afternoon um, I wish I didn't to be honest uh, I think the quality uh, no offence to them guys obviously but even though I just said that their game was terrible but uh, I think that the quality in the championship is really poor and you've mentioned it as well Derek but I was very surprised how sort of how scrappy it was there wasn't really any glimpses of quality from the match I watched last night uh, sorry um, yesterday afternoon so Hearts should win that 
you feel, uh, should really win it, uh, you know, comfortably. So, from what I, I gather, I think it's more based on the sort of football that he's he's playing. If it's that, if it's that sort of quality, uh, how Hearts have played um, in the Championship, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't want to watch that or pay what fifteen twenty quid to, to go and see that either. To be fair, I feel like the Championship's getting more scrappy because it's such a tight league and teams are scared to draw points yep. at this point because mm. they know how tight it is. Um, more often than not, games are won by a bit of quality for a quality player. Because there's like maybe two in each team that are above the level, but it, I've not seen a really good quality championship game this year, and I've seen a few of them. Like there's been excitement, don't get me wrong, but it's not generally through the quality in the park. Well, that's it. I think um, if you look at the Hearts squad, then maybe there's a there's an issue in motivation to playing against these teams. They probably think that they're much better than the teams. Um, if the fans believe they're the third biggest team in the country, then. Uh, there might be a, a bit of that from the players, so they think that they're, they're a lot bigger than we've seen it with Rangers when they were down in the in the, the lower mm-hmm. leagues. And you're listening to kind of Rangers players and people involved who were there at the time that, that playing like down at these that level was always a bit more difficult. Teams were probably setting up to play what a lot of men by the ball at the time against Hearts. So there's maybe that, that difficult where it's just every game's an absolute like just a chewing mud fest and totally trying to like struggle through and, and they've got they've done the job they're going to get promoted anyway so Aye, exactly. that's that that's what they had to do that's what they set out i see a lot of talk there about winning the league was, was the bare minimum from um for hearts this year but i think surely the the major the major aim is to to get back into the the, the prem and and take on the teams and, and try and state their claim to be that third biggest team again like they like they seem to to believe so i, I just don't like the self-entitlement from hearts fans i mean i'm a Kilmarnock fan um, I wish I had their problems. To be honest, mm-hmm. they were fifteen points clear at the top of the table. And um, however, Kilmarnock, full disclosure, if we play any teams in a in a playoff, I think we'll be okay. I think um, looking at Kyle the, Lafferty's Barmy Army, Kyle <laughs> Lafferty, you mean that I've talked about it plenty of times, boys? But it makes me feel dirty, like anybody support it. But do you know what? If if the big man keeps us up, then. I'm allowed to let bygones be bygones and forget about the past history um, Kyle and I may have. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I think, as I say, we'll, you see those games on a Friday night on the on the Championship on BBC Scotland. And uh, I always do like a, a Zoom thing with my mates and also the game on the background. But you're right, the quality of it is pretty pish. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. Um, I think Dundee have been the only team I thought really looked like a decent side like said Cummings looks like looks like a great player for Dundee Charlie Adam as well the, the, yeah. it goes back to that point you made about kind of, a couple of players on a team that makes a kind of tries to kind of carry the whole whole squad through Hearts have got a team of superstars pretty much in terms of and for that level I mean they've got even the guys are signed this year look even in January look look the part but for whatever reason they just struggle to get through but they'll get up and, and that'll be that but um, I think the only game that I've seen at that level this season that I thoroughly was entertained in terms of I thought there was decent play in the park as well was that Dundee Hearts game where it was just goals left, right, centre um, and Charlie Adam chipped him a couple as well because I think it was one of the few where like you said teams weren't set up to defend against a bigger team they both went to each other and it was good but it's one of these things that like you can't blame a team for defending against Hearts and try hitting the break and steal something because clearly it can work. I'm a big believer, especially for coaches and and sometimes players that you shouldn't go back to a team. I think Robbie Nielsen sort of ruined it by going back when he when he had. Let's face it, he had a safe job at Dundee United. Mm-hmm. I know he has this passion for Hearts. Obviously, being being a former player, I think he was captain as well, if I remember correctly, but. Yeah, he, he he's ruined it now that he's went back, and I think that's that's the it's it's pretty cursed. I mean, how many people that went back to a club have gone and really do well? Um, I don't think there's many, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you got him! Sorry, got him sorry, your Cam. Cam's optimism. <laughs> Cam, I, I got your Cam. I show you here. He's um he's the most positive Stenhouse Muir fan I've ever met in my life. Um, <laughs> got, got it handed to him. He has uh, has a massive positivity around a, a mid-table League Two team. Um, so 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 fair play, Cam. Mid-table. 
lower mid table, yeah. Let's just call a bottle feeder um, in that regard. But uh, another comment we just had there from Shove I wanted to bring back up was uh, when the conference is stopped from next season, will clubs be happily be happy potentially playing in a West Division four, um, West Division four in the tier ten? Will all some all these only go down to a tier six? I think on that point, I think they're going to have to. I think. Um, uh, if there's a tier a tier ten, if you like, just because the, the size and scale of the West, there's got teams involved. I mean, that's what it's going to be like. I think next season in the, in the Premiership, for example, they're going to have what seven seven relegated, I think it is, um, to get back down the number. So that's going to be some some league um, when the relegation opens up. Because if you get stuck in that bottom bottom half of the league, you're potentially going to go down. Never mind um, that. So I think yeah. absolutely, I think it's important that. The, the, the new teams that come in will have to go into the tier 10 and the that's um maybe Rangers Colts and Celtic Colts at some point who knows but that would be a that would be a good laugh at some point to see them come into tier 10 let's not start that discussion please please no, let's God, not go no, down no, that I mean to be fair it's a decision for the West of Scotland clubs they've got their own board now the, the league's there the clubs themselves will decide what the future structure is if they're happy with the tier 10 side things will vote in if they'd rather keep conferences, they'll keep them going. Because um, that's what's happened in the East. Like, the conferences were meant to stop, but they kept them going an extra year, and here we are, obviously, through circumstance. But I quite like the conferences, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't be totally against them being taken away, even if they're moved down a tier. So, like, say if you had a Premiership Championship then conferences. Yeah. Um, I just think, especially if they're mixed up every year, I, I think it gives a wee bit of something different and you've always got the character uh, getting up to a, a higher level rather than having to work your way through other levels. Yeah, I think I guess the, the thing they could maybe need to do though is is, is make that more localised if they're going to do the conferences yeah, at that yeah. level. It'd have to be, um, I know we've seen a few issues last season where there was kind of Ayrshire teams who were kind of badged in with Glasgow teams and not really in against anyone in Ayrshire. I think you'd have to see that kind of, um, what would you probably have like a kind of an Ayrshire division or a Glasgow division and then I don't know, I kinda Lancashire division or something like that or, or something like that to, to make it work. But um I think it's not a bad idea personally having the conferences like that probably what tier eight is it would be maybe. Um if you have the tier six, tier seven. Um, but certainly it'd be interesting. But at the moment there's no alternative. I think that's the thing. If if teams want to play in the West, it's gonna to have to be that that tier ten to tier um six level and that's what they're just gonna to have to 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 deal with until maybe there's a bit of discussion about maybe changing that around, but that maybe will come in in a few years. When we maybe talk about these kind of these lowland, lonely two type idea that we talked about earlier on. That maybe that's the point maybe to bring the conferences in to play um, in that regard. But it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm looking forward to the West Scotland League next year. I think it'll be it'll be exciting being having that seven team relegation battle. I think, as I said, you don't want to get caught in that because that could be could be bad I mean if you go down no. um, certainly there could be potentially some bigger teams um, they could get caught in that I think we have dealers talking about true in this podcast but no one expected to see them second in the league this year um, I think we expect them to be firmly close to the bottom and for whatever reason they've done well so it's no it's not going to be a, a walkover for the, the bigger teams in the in the, the west by no stretch and you get stuck in there it's going to be difficult um, a couple of seasons to get back out potentially Surprised nobody's mentioned Ryan Stevenson after that, but we'll move on. <laughs> is that okay. Albion Rovers now, mate? Albion he is Rovers. Indeed. He is indeed. <laughs> He'll feel, he may potentially feel relegation then. Oh, God. <laughs> poor, poor Ryan. Anyway, uh, let's see. Any more comments in the chat from anyone who wants to drop in? Uh, any questions, any comments you want to, to discuss? But if not, we'll probably wrap up pretty much at the end. Chris, you want to make just a quick comment about... Um, Obviously, we've seen the news in the last week about uh, Glenn Kamara and uh, the racism uh, for the Slavia Prague players. Just make a comment about that. Yeah, uh, just to obviously say that we we stand with Glenn Kamara and um, and all of Scottish football uh, to against obviously discrimination and racism. Uh, there was plenty being said um, by clubs, obviously making a stand against uh, um, against Slavia Prague, me in particular saying that I would support Arsenal beating them. Obviously, a big Spurs fan uh, <laughs> like yourself, Ben. So, no, it is what it is. Uh, we've, we've discussed um, racism a few times on this podcast. Uh, it's probably, you know, not, not really much to do with non-league. 
but it's a society issue, so I think it needs needs the respect. Um, and now that you, I think I noticed something yesterday where uh, Thierry Henry obviously went off social media, um, which is just unacceptable. I mean, the fact that you can actually message anyone you want on Instagram and give them racist abuse or any type of abuse is just... They need to sort that out, basically, in my opinion. But certainly, in terms of what happened, um, hopefully it gets dealt with. I don't think it will, um, unfortunately. I think it will just be... I don't think UEFA have even released a statement or anything. Uh, but we need to make start making a stand against these sort of things that happen. Um, and yeah, we stand with Glenn Kamara and uh, and we're obviously against Slavia Prague with their nonsense that they posted and behind our player that clearly was in the wrong. <laughs> they put the right statement they should have put out three days later when they suddenly realised, I think. Um, that just the whole thing's an absolute nonsense. That, like, they were clearly apologists for racism in that yep. club. Um, I noticed, by the way, the wee weasels whooshed out of going to Wales for his national team because he's scared that he'll get questioned by Police Scotland. Um, he's trying to cite personal safety, despite the fact there's 300 miles between Wales and Scotland. So <laughs> work that out. Um, but it, it, it's, as you say, Chris, it's, it's a small thing that represents a massive issue. It's, it's one incident in like several every single day, every single hour. It feels like that. See some of the pictures you see with footballers and Instagram DMs. It's disgusting. It's, lo- it's long since past time that social media sites need to ban people. Like they, they need to have an automatic filter or flagging system, which they can do because I've done it before. You look at what they did to bots with Donald Trump and all that. It, it can be done clearly. So why are they not doing it? Like, they're going to have to get forced to do it, in my opinion. Like, the kids are not... They've had all the chances in the world to sort it, or at least make an effort on it. Going all the way back to Marcus Rashford when he first started talking out, and nothing's been done. So, I'm not going to lie, I'm beginning to lose a wee bit of faith in kind of the likes of your Twitters and Instagrams that yep. they actually care. Just, it's a nonsense. But I, I'm happy to see all Scottish football clubs came out in full support and obviously they would but it felt more than that it felt more than a token tweet um, there was a genuine kind of standing shoulder to shoulder feeling and long may that continue a brilliant gesture from uh, Scott Brown as well uh, yeah the absolutely firm game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a difficult one it's always going to be a difficult subject uh, for people but I think we, we, we more needs to be done and it needs to be done higher up in terms of what you were saying there. Twitter, Instagram, in terms of football, UEFA, they need to take the take the Champions League money away from the clubs. Don't let them have any fans, take their money and then we'll see how quickly things will change. If they're not getting Champions League money, they're not going to be getting uh, much money in the, the Czech League. No, no disrespect to the Czech League, but it's the Champions League money that, that clubs want. If you take that away, I'm pretty sure things will things will change very change. quickly. Yep. Absolutely. And on that note, I think um, I think we all agree that with the, the idea that money's done and uh, as you say, we stand with Glenn Kamara for sure, I think um, it's disgraceful, quite frankly, in, in that uh, like that'll be the, the end of the, the discussion here. So I think we'll just wrap up here on the official catch-up uh, live edition number two. Um, usual stuff you can catch us uh, on all the good social media sites. Chris, where can we find us? Uh, at Rampant FM on Twitter, and you can get me on YouTube as well. Moza. At Moza Plays on Twitter, you'll find me through pretty much everything through there. And I'll be on Twitter at Mr. Ben Grant. Uh, just a final word to our sponsors. Remember to check out uh, our sponsors, The Soccer Shop Direct. Find them on Twitter at The Soccer Shop D. Check out the website www.thesoccershopdirect.com for all your football, uh, football team wear and equipment needs. Uh, thanks all for, for watching and we'll be back uh, in a few weeks. Cheers.